You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number 25. Make sure you click subscribe so you can stay up to date. I release a new episode every couple of weeks, and you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore Page. Also, coaches, I've got a, a group over on Facebook which I've created, especially for coaches making under 100K. And if your goal is to hit six figures, then head over to this group because every single week I do live trainings, I do live coaching with the members. So you can basically get help building your business for free. All you gotta do is head over to Facebook and search six figure coaching business secrets. I'll also put the link in the show notes for this. But uh, this session, I catch up with Nick Bonatabitis. Nicky, if you listen to this, mate, I hope I got your last name wrong because I always get that last name wrong. But um, yeah, Nick's like the, the master when it comes to habits. This is all about forming the habits, uh, well, the habits that form success and happiness. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my last vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Nikki B, here he is. Let's go. We're on, back. Mate. We're I'm back, great, mate. man. How are you? Yeah. Why is it twice in a week? Pretty much. Yeah. I our love last, it. Our last one was literally a week ago, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I guess it, yeah, it was the same yeah same day, but it was bright and early for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's um. I mean, it's still it's it's early ish. It's seven thirty, so the sun's like starting to come up. Yeah. Well, it's it's up, but it's still you know when it's cloudy and it's still dark a bit. So it's happening again, mate. You just, you just, all you're going to know from me is this darkness. He's like, he's a dark dude. <laughs> he lives in a dark country. Um, can you well, hear Well, you're me pretty like happy. That? I can. I can hear you great. Yeah. Can awesome, you hear me? Man. Yeah. I can hear you fine. Yeah. Yeah. 730. This is probably the, this is the earliest podcast I've hosted ever. So I think last time, didn't I take the title for like the first Australian or something like that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you've yeah, got first this person title. outside of the US. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh, how do you pronounce your surname again? Um, it's Bonatatabus. Bonatatabus. Nailed it. Yeah, Bonat- great job. Bonatatabus. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Wait, so Bonatatabus. <laughs> the first Bonat- time you said it was great. Yeah, Bonatatabus. Bonatatabus. <laughs> Nick Bonatatabus. All right, I just want to quickly do a... Um, a <laughs> A quick story on Insta. Nick Barnatabitus. <laughs> Barnatabitus. Barnatabitus. Oh, man. This is Barnatabitus. Barnatabitus. All right. <laughs> Barnatabitus. Uh, what's up, everyone? Okay, so we've got Nick. We've got to do another podcast. We've got Nick Barnatabitus. Barnatabitus. I'm, I'm, I just, I'm struggling to get this name out, but Nicky B, I call him. Um, there he is right there, the man. <laughs> So we're going to be talking all about habits that form success. Nick is the habit man. So I'm going to tag him here. Check him out. I don't know if I, I don't know if I botched your name there, mate. It's all good. It's all good. I love it. So I'm, I'm used to it. So it's unique, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's like uh, my whole life I've just got this no one can say my name thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Teachers, you know, growing up, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's actually, 
Someone has, um, where was I? I was in, um, uh, I was in Egypt actually last year. And, um, what did some dude say? I was at the, um, I was checking into a hotel and I think he goes, uh, he goes, Luke Peggy. I think it was something like that. And he's like, he goes, is your, is your Luke Peggy? And like our page. <laughs> yeah. Talk about making it more complex than it actually is. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, man, I think that's the first time everyone's ever said my last name wrong, but I'll take it. I was, I actually loved it. I'm like, I'm so happy that someone got my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you're on the I opposite end, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So with your name, though, I, I don't know if you are you a Mortal Kombat fan. Do you know Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I used to smash Mortal Kombat back in the day. Yeah. yeah so I always think of Luke Cage, which is obviously uh, yeah, super yeah, yeah. close. Yeah, that was like my first yeah. thought process. <laughs> Luke Cage, yeah, good old Cage, eh? Johnny Johnny Cage. Who is your favorite um, uh, character in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> oh yeah, it's Johnny Cage. Luke Cage is a different character. Luke Cage is um, from Marvel. You're right. Um, no, I always loved, um, you know, Scorpion and um, Sub Zero. Those guys yeah. are awesome. Classics. Are we talking like? Are we talking? You know, classic Mortal Kombat or like Mortal Kombat these days, where there's probably 350 characters. I, right, mate. I, <laughs> I saw some video. Like, I think I was because I used to skate back in the day, and um, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I was like watching skate videos, and then, you know, when you you know when you start watching videos and they start showing your relative videos. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but like a game, like game videos started popping in between the skate videos. Maybe they just thought, well, if most people skate, play games. And they had like, <laughs> they just had like a montage of people like playing Mortal Kombat and finishing people, yeah? And I'm like, I started watching it, but it was like Mortal Kombat 2020. And like, man, I had like, seriously had like 70 characters. I'm like, who are these people, man? Like I knew like... <laughs> classic people but they had all these new characters and like man it almost like i wouldn't know who to choose like if you yeah. had to choose a character there's so many to choose from but yeah the um, one i played the most was mortal kombat 3 i, I had I it on like what, playstation yeah i reckon from memory i think possibly mortal kombat 3 would have been the one that i did you ever play street fighter oh yeah street yeah, fighter, street fighter was awesome yeah um yeah i was ryu for halloween last year oh yeah yeah good on ryu yeah and it was homemade too it was homemade so it's like <laughs> oh, yeah i didn't have a robe i took like a white tee and i yeah. like cut the sleeves off and like cut it down the center and like <laughs> wrapped oh man it was just so thrown together but like yeah. you know you got gotta appreciate the thrown together costume you know did anyone know who you were oh uh, a few people did most people like no clue but like <laughs> it was so spot on though. Like I have these workout gloves that I like flipped around so that mm. they were like looked more like, you know, the boxing gloves. And so uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so <laughs> legit. I had white pants, like, you know. The the real fans know. Those are my favorite costumes. <laughs> the ones that only the fans know. You know? I try, <laughs> I try and make Halloween costumes that that like if one person gets it or a couple yeah. people get it. Good enough for me. I love the conversation to start this off because, um, you know, majority of the people listening to this are probably like, well, are female. And um, I don't know too many females that grew up playing Mortal Kombat. So they're going to be going, what am I, what episode am I listening to? 
who is this Nick guy? Like, I came here to learn about habits and we're talking about Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Anyway, <laughs> so Nick, why don't we just start, man, with like, give us the, you know, the usual intro, a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Absolutely. Where? Yeah. So my name is Nick Bonatatabis. Um, I'm so. a speaker and, and digital marketing strategist. Um, so a lot of what I do is focused around helping people with video marketing, but I have an obsession with successful habits. And to me, we cannot um, do the things that we want to do in our business unless we master our habits. And that's why it's just, um, it fires me up and I love talking about it. Mm, I mean, I've, uh, I've got my little notepad out here, man. I'm ready to take some notes, but like habits and discipline, it's so, 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 so important. Cause like a lot of the time it's like, we actually know what we need to do yet. We just don't do it because we got bad habits. We got bad habits. So that's it. That is such an that's such an important aspect. And like you know, to me, like people, I'm a big focus on you know positive energy and and happiness and things like that. But you just nailed it on the head. Like that was something that I wanted to bring up today. Was like, if you want to be extremely happy, then do the things that you know you're supposed to do and tell yourself that you should do mm. and you'll you'll be so happy like unbelievably happy if you just <laughs> do those things that you know you're supposed to do i'm not here to tell you like what you should be doing and you know we'll go over some some foundations but you know at the end of the day you know and like when you do those things amazing things happen mm. you know and why if like what what do you think that why have you gone down this path where you've created good habits like why have you sought out to create good habits and become disciplined and everything like that when a lot of people aren't necessarily disciplined and you know have a lot of bad habits that they just keep on living why is it that you've gone down this path you think yeah that's a that's a great question um you know from from my experience it's just been a, an aspect of the things that i want and going after them and not letting things get in the way um, and I think, you know, for me, a lot of it started with, with sports, you know, and just being in that physical aspect. Um, but then, you know, incorporating physical fitness, it's like, well, I wanted to be in shape. So it was like, all right, I'm going to, I got to start going to the gym and start working out. And then, mm -hmm. you know, when I started getting into the, the entrepreneurial world, I started to see how many people were talking about habits and how important it was. And so it was this whole other aspect that made me really want to like understand it and become more clear on it because I am good at habits and I have my specific habits, but I've been learning more um, about how other people, because we're all different, can incorporate their habits to be able to get the things that they want and what the discipline takes. But at the end of the day, you have to figure out what works for you. And when, when you were on my show, we talked a lot about that as well. Is like not everything is going to work for me. So it's like if you're trying to incorporate these good habits and they're not working, then you need to do something different. Yeah. You know, be willing to experiment. Be willing to trial and error to figure out like, well, why am I not doing this habit? What can I do? that's going to make this habit easier, you know? And that's a big part is like a lot of times we make these things really big and complex 
and I love, and I think it's Atomic Habits by James Clear. He talks about just going to the gym, not working out. You just like <laughs> go to the gym. That's like the first step. And then you just leave yeah. and, and that's it. Yeah. And it's like, when you hear it, you're like, what? That's crazy. What do you mean? You're going to go to the gym and you're not, you're not going to work out. But it's just a matter of like creating these habits of taking that first step. And if it is just like going to the gym, the idea though is that like once you're there, you're probably like, all right, well now I'm here, you know, I might as well work out. And, you know, that's a big part of a lot of it, you know, is just how can we take this like super tiny, small steps to the, the end habit that we want versus trying to just like start all of these big things and like, all right, I'm going to do like 10 things in my morning routine, even though I've never done any of these things and I'm just going to add them into my life. You know, mm -hmm. it's taken me years to start to incorporate these habits and figure out what works for me you know, till you figure out like really that formula, but there's always going to be some tweaking and improvement that goes along with it. Yeah. I read something. Um, I think it was in the, a book I read recently, the magic of thinking big, I'm pretty sure it was that one. And it was saying about he hit the, I can't remember the guy's the author, but he's saying like he had a, he had a, a theory around helping people quit smoking. And he, um, he basically wouldn't say, all right, we're going to give up smoking. Like, cause it's such a big thing. He would be like, all right, well, um, you, your goal is, is just to give up smoking for the next hour. That's it. And then once you get to the next hour, you're like, well, your goal is to give up smoking for the next hour type thing. So kind of sounds similar. It's like chunking down like little, little habits to make up the big thing. Nice. Yeah. That gym, that gym thing that you're talking about there. Um, yeah, it reminds me when I was like, when I was younger, I literally used to go, because when I was maybe, when I first started going to the gym, I would have been like 18 or something like that with my mates and my mates were playing footy. I wasn't playing footy at that time. And um, what do, what do people play call football? Uh, it's it's football, we call an Australian football. Yeah. So it's different to soccer. It's different to um, your football, Americans football, which I think we call gridiron. Do you call gridiron? We you don't call, call it football. that. No, it, there's, you just know, you, football. play on the gridiron sometimes is referred to like more so like the field. Um, right. But that sounds okay. really cool. I wish people called it that also. <laughs> yeah. Well, we call it gridiron, but uh, I mean, have you seen an Aussie rules game before? Everyone says it's nuts. Anyone that's from, from Australia says it's bloody crazy. It's just the most crazy game. Um, anyway, so my mates were playing Australian football back in those days and I wasn't. So they were kind of like into working out and that. And I was just like, all right, well, they go to the gym, I go to the gym. But um, I went there and I purely went there to socialize. I actually didn't work out. I purely went there just to like hang around and like talk to people. And I remember I used to like sit on this little, you know, you know that thing where you hold your hands and people listening to this can't hear it, but they can't see it, but... Hold on, you like you do, um, you do uh, ab crunches and you pull your legs up. You hold onto a bar and you pull it up behind you. Oh yeah, uh huh. I used to do a couple of those, maybe five, and then I'll be like, yeah, done. And then I'll be there. I, all I loved about it was finishing in the spa. Like once the guys were done, you'd go in the sauna and go in the spa, and that was my. So, mate, I'd probably take your advice literally. <laughs> no, actually, work out. So, yes, don't take the advice here, literally. It's like, so the, the whole point behind it is that, well, as opposed to focus on 
going to the gym and for some people that's painful, it's like, well, just focus on getting to the gym. It's yeah. a lot easier. And then you can take it even, you can take it even smaller, you know, mm -hmm. like maybe you want to go for a run. You start by just putting on your shoes, you know, just lace mm -hmm. up, lace up your shoes and your, you know, your sneakers and get ready. But like, that's, and, and also, you know, a part of this too, um, and this has been a technique that I've used for, for a while and that's been so helpful. It's like, I, I like to run in the morning. So I set up the clothes the night before. And so again, I'm seeing it. It's like the reminder. And sometimes our selves are not the best and we will question whether or not we're going to do it or not. We're going to be like, oh, do I really want to go for a run? So mm -hmm. like we want to set ourselves up to make it as easy as possible for us to go on that run, you know? So just like, again, putting your clothes out, doing these little things, you know, start with, start small too. You know, yeah. I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm just going to go for a walk, five minute walk. That's how it's going to start. You know, one habit that, that I've adapted is, um, reading every single day. And so I started that with just, all right, I'm going to read 10 minutes a day, which is a very small amount of time not a big commitment. Like, I hope that you can find 10 minutes to read a book that you like. But once I started doing it, sometimes I would read for 10 minutes, but then what would often happen is like, Oh, well, I want to finish the chapter. And then, so then it would be more like 20 to 30 minutes. And now mm. I'm like consistently reading for 30 minutes every single day. Mate, I love that thing about setting yourself up to make it as easy as possible probably about because me getting up in the morning i get up at 5 30 and especially in the winter here it's it's not easy for me to do like, i get up every morning and i wake up and i'm like oh it's almost like it's it hurts yeah it's freezing cold and all that you get up and like you know the house is cold and da, 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 da. so then i don't know why but um Maybe yeah, maybe a year ago I started doing this actually. And now that you said this, I'm like, I just must have just done this without actually realizing what I was doing. I started um, preparing the breakfast the night before. So I have we have uh, you know Nutribullets. You got Nutribullet, yeah. Uh huh. Good old Nutribullet, mate. We've been living on that thing, mate. We've been. I, I'm like type person where. If I find something that works for me, I just stick to it. And I don't, I don't move. And it, like I'll sit, and I'll eat the same meal over day after day. I wear the same clothes. Like I go out and then I shop at the same shop. I get the exact. I just rebuy the exact same t-shirt. So if I find something, the Nutribullet, man, I've been having the same Nutribullet for about six and a half years, man. Five days a week. <laughs> Uh, and the wife is like, I can't believe she puts up with it because like she's not usually like that, but she's like, she's just settled for the same flavored Nutribullet five days in a row for six years straight. Anyway, so yeah, I, I kind of like, I started preparing the Nutribullet so it's ready to go. I've just got to, you know, blend it up in the morning. Um, getting my clothes out, just like you said, with getting your running stuff out. And then ultimately what it's doing is it's making the getting up process and preparing for the day and getting into it easier but i didn't even realize and since i started doing all that nick me getting up even though it's still challenging it's like i get up and i get into my day way quicker so that's a that's a really cool habit i love that kind of breaking it down and just to make it as easy as possible to do something that sometimes can be challenging for you 
Yeah, and you're eliminating decisions for yourself. So yeah. if your running clothes are already out, you're not waking up and like going for a run or like thinking about going for a run. You're waking up and you're going, I'm going to go for a run. And then you're like, you're not thinking about what am I going to have for breakfast? You already know because you've, you've already prepared it. And so if we can start our day with as little effort as possible into the habits that we want to do that day, it's going to make it so much easier. You know, like one habit that I find to be extremely important is like some level of journaling that is evolved, you know, surrounding gratitude and how important that is. Mm -hmm. And I got started with that by just having it on my bedside. And so I would literally just like roll out of bed, open it up write down three things I'm grateful for. Um, and that was basically it. That was how I got started. And now it's kind of evolved a little bit as I've progressed, but it's super easy because it's right on my bedside. It wasn't a difficult thing, but it's staring me right in the face. Um, and so, you know, we can't always rely on ourselves to remember certain things. We need to, you know, set reminders and, and put things in place to that are going to help us to make the decisions easier and, you know, to make those habits happen. Nice. And morning routine wise, like apart from like the journaling, do you go through a set thing? Does it change? What do you do all there? Yeah, it's pretty set. Um, so like I wake up, go downstairs, I grab my iced coffee and my journal and a book and I go outside I drink my coffee and I eat a power bar. So similar to you doing the same thing. Um, I used to make like an omelet and, and that was just like too much. And now I do the power <laughs> bar and it's like amazing. It's like the best thing, just yeah. like eating a power bar in the morning. <laughs> um, and so then I just like, I'm enjoying my coffee, enjoying the power bar while, while I'm starting my, my journaling, which is my gratitude. Um, I do affirmations and then I write like my 90 day goals of like what I'm looking to achieve. Then I do some meditation and then I read for, again, I always set my timer. I have a timer on my watch that I set for 20 minutes, but most of the time what ends up happening is I turn the timer off and then I finish the chapter and, or wherever I'm at. Sometimes it'll be, it'll line up, you know, approximately, but I set the timer. So if it's like, if you want to do 10 minutes, then like set a timer. So you're not like constantly looking at watch. And then I do some type of workout, whether I go for a run, uh, go for a bike ride or do like some body weight, um, workout, like pull-ups and push-ups and stuff like that. So all in total, how long does that all take roughly? Um, it's about an hour and a half from like the time I wake up to the time I'm like jumping in the shower, I would say after mm -hmm. the workout. What roughly. Do you see? Sometimes What's, like, sorry, sorry, man. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, it's a half an hour to uh, an hour and a half to two hours, somewhere in that, um, in that window. Okay. What's your morning like or your day like when you don't do it? Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. I can't even like imagine not doing it. Honestly, it's like, um, just that thought is like sends chills down my spine, of like not yeah. doing it. Um, which is kind of like a funny aspect of, because it's become so ingrained in me that like it feels, you know, like I have done a disservice by not doing those things specifically, like there's certain requirements, you know, like the journaling to me is an absolute, um, must like do, you know, having that 
gratitude um, in the morning. And there's so many deeper things that go into that that I don't think people realize. Like when you are starting your day with gratitude and you're you know writing down three things or five things that you're grateful for, there is a subliminal messaging going on that you're rewiring your brain to see the positives in things. And if you can do this on a consistent basis, because again, you don't get the results unless you do it consistently, then throughout the day, you start to just see the positives in everything that you're doing, you know, and the things that may come up that may be negative or make you feel a certain way, all of a sudden you stop and you go, oh, but, but this is actually like, but look at this benefit, look at this, you know, other aspect of it and allows you to see the positive and how we can continue to rewire our brain. And I mean, things are just much um, better and you're going to be much happier when you just see things in the positive light. And, you know, who doesn't want to be happier, you know? Right? <laughs> That's right. Absolutely, man. Um, so there's the, cause I mean, there's gratitude. We get, we speak about gratitude a lot. Um, and I, I think the gratitude thing is for people and it took me, took me a long time to actually get it because I would do it as a task. It was almost like, hmm. well, everyone's saying, write the gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's saying you do the gratitude. So I'm like, Oh, I'm doing the gratitude then. <laughs> but um, it took me a while and I don't really know, but it might've taken me a number of years. Um, it did take years and years for me to actually get consistent with it because I was never a journaler. Um, and I was always like forcing myself. I think as I've gotten a little bit older and matured a bit, um, and I've uh, developed more patience and, and also, I don't know, also connecting with more myself. Yeah. I think when I was younger, I was all like, you know, when you, well, I'm generalizing here, but when you're younger, like you, you're discovering yourself and all that. And you, you tend to be like with all your mates and it's all about impressing people and blah, blah, blah. And look at me and look at me. And then you, you kind of go, well, who am I? And you start going down that path. And yeah, so like connecting more with, well, I've found myself like really connecting with myself and um, with nature, getting out in nature, everything like that. And journaling and reading and all that type of thing. And because we're so connected to our phones and our laptops, it's almost like you want that escape. You want that pause. Um, so yeah, with the journaling, <sighs> We talk about it a lot, but I think a lot of people don't fully get it. How, what's your advice around for people that are doing journaling or maybe they've tried it and they feel just like I used to feel that, oh, look, everyone's saying you do this, but I just aren't feeling it. Yeah. What what do you think's going on there? Like, how do we get past that? Because like what you said, I love what you said about, Starting your day, you're basically wiring your brain to look for the positive. I haven't heard it that way before, and it's so, 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 so true. So the power of it is like amazing. It's one of the most important things that we should be doing and we need to be doing every single day. But I think there's some people where they've maybe given it a go, but it just hasn't it hasn't worked for them. Maybe they're maybe they're doing it tough right now, and they can't see. They're like, oh, look, I'm grateful for this, but they're really still pissed off when they're doing it. Yeah. You're like, I'm just, yeah. I'm just doing this as a task. I'm not really grateful. I'm, I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, oh, that's right. and that's a great point. And um, you know, to answer that question, I think what it comes down to is it can't be a task and it has to be extremely intentional. And so one of the things, you know, and I'm sure many of you can list, you know, relate to this and the listeners can relate to this as well, is like one thing that I write often is I'm grateful for my family. And, you know, I can write that every day and just go through the motions, you know, and just write it. But next time you're writing, I'm grateful for my family, imagine you don't have your family. Imagine they were taken from you. Imagine, you know, again, something horrible happens, which is, you know, terrible to say, and don't mean to bring the negative down, but like, it's going to make you shift your mind when you think about what it would be like if you didn't have that, these people in your life. And now it's intentional. And if you're thinking about it right now, you're realizing, wow, that this is like starting to hit me a little harder than I had anticipated. And that's what you want to do with your morning routine where you're making it very intentional and you're not just going through the motions, but you really think, what if I didn't have this thing that I'm grateful for? What if I didn't have a roof over my head? You know? And I think there's different levels of things that you can be grateful for. You know, sometimes I just say I'm grateful for my morning cup of coffee and you don't have to be super intentional about that one, but it's just a nice thing to be, to be grateful for, you know? Yeah grateful and then if you really want to take it to the next level um start talking about things that are bad like you know i'm grateful for that epic failure that i had you know yeah and you start start finding things that you like get upset about and say you're grateful for them and it will throw your mind for a whirlwind (laughs) like what what do you mean i'm gonna be grateful for this but that's what it's all about. We're shifting our mindset first thing in the morning, changing how we're thinking about things. Mm. Are you, now your morning ritual, so do you do it seven days a week? Do you do it every day? So that's an interesting question. Uh, it's a great question. So um, I have been doing it. Um, I've been mixing it up because I know, actually, I think it was through our conversation when you were talking about like doing the, the weekends and, and doing it differently. but what I found out when I, when I tried to take a weekend off and like not do it. And sometimes I will take the weekend off depending on what I have going on. Um, but I don't find my morning routine to be work. And so to not do it on the weekends is like a weird thing. Cause they're, to me, they're not the same thing. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like to associate my morning routine with, you know, the weekends and, and work because yeah. I want to read every day. I want to exercise every day. I want to be grateful every day. That's not work related. So why, why take it off on the weekends? Yeah, it's like, all right, well, um, I'm done being positive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want the weekenders to complain. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny stuff. All right. Um, what would be like, say, another habit that you do there um, really helps that forms, you know, a path to success and happiness. Absolutely. So one of the, the core foundations is just like what we're putting in our body. And, you know, we, we are what we eat. We are what we consume. And one of the most by far underrated things that we have 
most of us have unlimited access to is water. And it's like, people always say like, oh, I need to drink more water. If I don't drink enough water, like I feel it. I get tired. Like three o'clock will hit and I'm, I'm like, why am I tired? Oh, because I forgot to drink water today. I don't need coffee at that time. I just need more water. And there's so many aspects that go into the water portion as, as you drink some water. As I take yeah, a not, sip of my <laughs> water. <laughs> but it's like, there's so many more benefits that are going into this that people aren't thinking about. And again, like you get told you should drink more water. But the idea is, okay, number one, when you're sick, you have to drink tons of fluid. So by drinking lots of water, we're flushing ourselves out. We're, we're clearing ourselves of those toxins. We're going to be less likely to get sick. And then the other side of it, okay, you're going to be more productive because one of the things that often happens, you know, when you're working is you're like sitting at a desk and you're, you're just stuck there for, the, for an extended period of time and you're so engulfed in your work. But if you're drinking a bunch of water, guess what? Guess where you got to go? The bathroom. Mm. So it's forcing you to have to get up, move your body and, and get going. And so now that movement is circulating brain flow and getting that movement going that we often need, that we often forget about. So there's all these subtle things. And then if you're someone that's ever struggled with uh, cravings, like food cravings and you're hungry, try chugging some water and watch how that can suppress your appetite, you know? Yeah. So it's like there's all these little things that, and your body just feels better. Don't drink that sugary thing. Don't drink that soda. Just drink water. And start to enjoy how amazing and delicious it is. I love love me some water. Oh, he loves his water, this dude. He loves his water. Give I'm like a-, a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Do fish? I got a question. Do fish drink water? <laughs> I don't know, but I gotta assume yes, right? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they've got they've got no issues with uh, having access to water, do they? They're just like, oh, oh. Well, I wonder if I wonder if fish's um, version of water is air, though. <laughs> right yeah they can only they go up and they have some you know they come back down got to make sure they're getting getting a little bit of it yeah that's that's a, that's a good it's a good analogy a little <laughs> flipping on its head you know <laughs> well how about um because like like talking about water mate i'm just you're saying this stuff and it's almost like we know this stuff right but we just don't do it it's one of those things um i find in the summer i'm good with water but in the winter, I suck. And it's, it's like, it's such a, like when you say before, if you haven't had a lot of water, you get to three o'clock and you feel crap. You really feel, I'm the same. Like I have headaches. I feel like I've just been like, you know, I've been up for a two days type thing. I feel like I've been like, my mind is just like wired because I haven't drank water. And not only the thing is, it's probably getting up because you sit down and you just, bang, 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 bang. You hardly move. You might get up for it. And especially working from home as well. Um, working from home can create even worse habits of just sitting there. Because when we're in our office, well, a lot of the time we are getting up because people are calling us and maybe you have to go to a meeting or whatever it is or walk into another room. When you're in our working from home, okay, have, a look at my, have a look at my Sheba arms in the mirror. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got a I've got a mirror behind me, right? So I'm holding my hands up, and then I've just I've just caught that you can see in the in the video that I've got four arms, basically. Anyway, 
Um, where were we? We are talking about water, mate. <laughs> she brought. Yeah, and how people don't, um, you know, don't do it. And it goes back to what we talked about uh, before is like make it easy, you know? And so how can we create other habits that are going to make water part of it? So, you know, if it's something like every time I get up from my desk, I drink some water. So even if it's not necessarily like going to the bathroom, you have a meeting. All right, well, I'm going to a meeting. So let me drink some water. You know, I start my day. Actually, I skipped this when I talked about my morning routine. Before I go outside with the journaling, I chug 12 ounces of water. So I start my day before I have my coffee, before I have, you know, my power bar and I sit down, I'm chugging 12 ounces of water. And so, you know, always trying to rely on memory to remember to do stuff is tough. Mm -hmm. And so the more that we can make it subliminal. So like Brendan Burchard, um, high performance, he has a book, high performance habits, which I love. I listened to it like five times. Um, and you know, one of the things he talks about from a productivity standpoint is working in 50 minute increments. And so if you know, all right, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to work for 50 minutes. When that 50 minutes is up, that's when you take the time to drink water, stand up, walk around, move around. And so now we're setting that routine where maybe we have a timer. Maybe we have something like, you know, that's setting us up for that 50 minutes so that now it just becomes part of our routine. Like, again, I, I forgot about the whole chugging the water thing because it's so part of my routine. I actually too will fill up my cup of water and I'll leave it out overnight. Um, so it's already full. Again, Mm -hmm. one less thing that I have to worry about in the morning is like sit, you know, my fridge is like super slow with the water coming out too. And, um, and if it's too cold, I don't like it to be cold. You can't drink it as fast. doesn't hydrate you as much when it's cold. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe that helps for the winter. You mentioned like not drinking as much water during the winter, maybe because it's too, too cold. So changing the temperature may, may help you with that. But Again, the more that we just create these habits and make it easy, um, I always have so much water. Like right now, this is my cup of water, but then no, that's I also have a bottle of water that I refill the cup with so yep. that I don't have to keep going to, you know, the fridge or wherever the water is. You know? I can imagine you'd be a dude that has, you know, those like gym bottles and like all the big muscle men have them and, and they're like they're the two handles and they're like, I don't know, they're probably like five liters. Can imagine me one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have my water bottle that I just showed you. I go everywhere with it. I mm. take it like I go over to my friend's house and I like walk into the house with it. Like I just it's just like always on my side. I bring it with me when I go into the car. It's like become part of me. Mm. And that, you know, it's like, you know, for men, it's like foam wallet keys. Well, like I also need my water bottle. <laughs> what's the water quality like i so where where are you from again exactly um so i'm in pennsylvania pennsylvania um yeah where what's the water quality like there out of the um state? i mean it's pretty good you I don't necessarily encourage people to drink from the sink i mean i will it's not like a problem or anything that you can get away with but most of the time um you know drinking from some type of filter you know bird is great you know they and uh, the fridge I have has a filter on it, so that makes it, you know, easier. But, gotcha. you know, again, having that access, having that, making it simple. 
Because, mm, I mean, there's depending on where you live, right? So, I mean, if we were speaking, someone that lives in um, Thailand, for example, or India, you, you know you don't, well, I mean, locals would probably drink it, but you go there, you don't drink out of the, from the tap. Now, in Australia, we've got quite clean water. So, it's like um, drinking out of the tap is the norm, yeah? But I know in other places across the world, it's not the case. But even so, ultimately, what is the best quality is having a filter on anything. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And some people get pretty weird about their water. Um, mm-hmm. my, my dad always jokes and I couldn't agree more. He says that bottled water is the biggest rip off in America. <laughs> um, cause it's like, they're just bottling it and selling it for, you know, $25 for a case when yeah. you can get act when you have easily access to it. But people just like, you know, they love the convenience, but also like the water bottles create so much waste. I actually like kind of, um, I bought my mom a water bottle cause I didn't want her to keep using water bottles. Cause yeah. you know, again, it's like so much plastic. So, um, getting used to having a reusable one also makes it easier where you're always carrying it with you so that you can be, you know, more consistent with it. Beautiful. All right. So you'd say around the water, we're drinking water and the way to remember to drink is what exactly every time we get up, we drink. Yeah. So figure out what, what's going to work for you, you know, um, and, and create a habit of like a good timing that, that, that works for you. That's something that's triggered. So it's like, um, in the book, the, um, the power of habit, he talks about the habit loop. And so with, with all of our habits, there's always like a, some type of trigger that's going to trigger some type of habit, whether it be a good habit or a bad habit. You know, you mentioned smoking cigarettes. Well, like one of the common things that people do when they're smoking cigarettes is when they get in their car, they immediately light up a smoke. And so yeah. that's their trigger. And so when you can start to understand what is, is causing that and then what we can create to create a good habit in replace of that is going to be better, you know? Mm. So, um, however we want to set the systems. Now, if you want to take it to the next level, like actually my, my Apple watch, you can set up reminders on your phone to drink water. But what I found is like, I just got kind of annoyed with it after a while because it was going on too much. <laughs> That's what I was thinking right then. I'm like, do I set yeah. a reminder every half an hour or an hour? Yeah. 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 And then you just start ignoring it after a while and then it, you know, it doesn't have the same <laughs> benefit. So yeah. like one thing that I've always found that's, that's beneficial is, um, drinking large amounts of it. So if you drink a ton of water, like, like I mentioned first thing in the morning, I'm, I'm drinking, you know, 12 ounces, I'm, I'm chugging the whole thing. And then like throughout the day, the similar aspect, because if you can just, when you remember it that one time or you create that routine and you drink more of it, that's going to, again, you're going to want more water. You're, you're starting your day with that water because what happens if you, if you don't drink water from the start of the day, then you like, by the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't drank any water. Mm-hmm. And so how we start the day is going to help you throughout the day to making sure that you're making that part of it because you're, you know, having to go to the bathroom, you're having to drink more water throughout because you're, you know, your body's flushing out the fluids. Cool, man. All right. What's our next one? How many have yes. we got? How many is yeah, there? Yeah, well, 
Well, so that's only, I guess, part of one of the four foundations that um, Gretchen Rubin talks about in her book, Better Than Before. So a lot of these studies, again, are, you know, I'm not making this stuff up. This is from my experience, what I've done, but also what I've researched. And so she has four foundations and one of them is like what you're putting in your body. So like water, what you're eating. And, you know, that's a huge aspect. And, you know, you talked about the Nutribullet, so you're, you know, eating healthy and, and that makes a huge difference. Like you wonder why you don't feel good after you eat something that's not good for you. Um, it's like, this is why if you start making better choices, you know, I have a friend, he eats like McDonald's like every day. I'm like, yeah, this is why you feel horrible all the time. Can you just like yeah. for once, like make a meal? But again, his habits are a mess, you know, there's <laughs> mm. only so much I can do as a friend to give him friendly <laughs> options. At the end of the day, you got to make your own choices, but, yeah. and then alcohol is a big one too, that can just, you know, hurt you throughout, um, you know, Whenever you have alcohol, depending on especially how much you drink and how much you consume, but even small amounts can have a negative effect on your productivity and your happiness. I mean, it's literally a depressant. Alcohol is a depressant and mm. it's going to make you feel more upset. Like you're happy in the moment, but as they say, you know, you're borrowing tomorrow's happiness. Mm. And so I forget what book that's in. That's, that's in one of these, uh, I think it's in atomic habits or the power of habit. Um, mm. But yeah, so again, understanding that aspect, like if you're not happy, but you're not doing these things, then it may take, you know, think about how can you incorporate these things and giving it a try. So those are like the, that's one foundation is kind of like what we're putting in our body. Another one is exercise. So we've talked a ton about that. Um, and these are the four foundations because they're, they're actually one of the more easier ones to start to implement. Um, and have them have the great, not necessarily the easiest, but they have the greatest, uh, results quickly. You know, if you start drinking a lot more water, eating healthy and not drinking alcohol, you'll be amazed how quickly you feel, you know, within a few days. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then the next thing is exercise. I mean, exercise is so critical. It is so important to making sure that we're, we have some type of exercise routine and, it doesn't have to be, you know, some people I'm, I'm big into fitness. So like, you know, I, I ran three and a half miles today. Um, and that's like my pretty standard. Usually I run at least three miles. That's like a good Sunday. I went for five, but I was, I was just pushing it cause somebody challenged me. So I went a little harder. Um, but you know, just, I love that exercise, but it can be like, go for a walk. It can, you know, but we need to move our body. We need to do something. And I always recommend that you do it first thing in the morning. Because again, that decision of like throughout the day, you're like, you tell yourself you're going to work out, you tell yourself you're going to exercise. And then when it finally comes, you're like, do I want to exercise? Oh, it's dinner time. I work too late. Oh, you know what? I just like won't do it. And so prioritizing the most important things in the morning is, is absolutely huge. Um, and then, so number three is sleep, you know? Mm -hmm so underrated so many of us just like are not getting enough sleep or like oh i'm gonna stay up and watch late night i'm gonna you know watch some more tv and we don't realize how much we need that extra time you know people say well i can get by on like six hours of sleep it's like but realistically you should be getting you know like seven to nine hours of sleep you know so i try and get i try and get eight hours. That's like my, 
standard. And I know that can be a little, sometimes a little bit more difficult if you have kids and there's a lot of, you know, things that come into that, but understanding that maybe we don't have the potential to increase the amount of sleep that we get, but how can we improve the quality of our sleep? So for example, one thing is again, not drinking alcohol, alcohol hurts your, the way that you sleep. You're not going to sleep as, as well, you know, having a, a routine that's going to, um, help you fall asleep quicker. So you really shouldn't have any technology. You shouldn't be watching TV and looking at any screens an hour before you go to sleep. And so if we can create these nightly routines that get us into that mode of sleep, we're going to fall asleep quicker and we're going to sleep better throughout the night, which will, again, overall make us feel better throughout, um, you know, the day, you know, for everything that we do. Mm -hmm. And then um, the last one, which is um, kind of more of a surprising one, but eliminating clutter. And oh, yeah. so it's such a huge aspect. And, and I, I'm, a, I'm somewhat like a pretty neat person. And, but, you know, to me, this is like such a, a big one um, just for everyone, you know, for, for Gretchen Rubin to bring this up kind of, I was like, whoa, this is, you know, to be, you know, declutter with, with sleep and exercise and food. How is declutter one of these four foundations? But if you really think about, you know, the importance of like a clear mind and, you know, all of that, it's the same aspect of it, you know, but it's in our physical well-being and our environment in general, you know, and that's an important part of our morning routines in general also and, and, and creating new habits. And this is, this is not so much her teaching, but how our environment plays such a huge factor. She does talk about what's known as a clean slate. And whenever you have an opportunity to have a clean slate, like maybe you move to a new house, it gives you an opportunity to create new habits. And since we're not always moving or we're not always, you know, completely changing where we live, there's other aspects that we can do. So it may be rearrange our office, you know, put it in a different spot you know, or maybe our morning routine isn't working as well, do it in a different place. And by creating a new environment, it gives us that clean slate to be able to start over and, and start with the habits that we want to continue to do. So the more that we can clear up the spaces and, and have these distractions away from us where there's just not things everywhere, you know, for me, if, if I have stuff everywhere, I'm thinking about how much stuff there is everywhere. And how much I want to clean the stuff. And yeah. so until I take care of that, I can't do, I can't do anything. And I don't want to be having that. So if we can declutter those things, it's going to make a huge impact into our productivity and, you know, just our life in general. You know, I'm sure maybe you're thinking like you have tons of stuff in your basement or just like things all over. Life is much simpler without clutter in your life. Man, I'm massive. Like the, the clutter thing. Oh, see, my wife and I, we're different people. I'm like, I like to keep, I like to always have things generally tidy. I'm not like an overly tidy person. Yeah. But I like things clear. So I like it as in, you know, the house is, you can't see stuff. So everything's out the way. But 
my wife is like, she tends to throw shit all over the place. And this is probably what a lot of women do because they have way more stuff than guys. Yeah. <laughs> so like I call, I call it, I say, I say that um, the, the tornado, yeah, the, the closed tornado, she, like, she just grabs stuff, she leaves it everywhere. But when we clean, she's a lot better cleaner than me. Like she cleans real detailed and I'm kind of like, oh yeah, that's, that's okay. I won't go to a detailed clean. But the, um, the environment thing, oh man, I, I like one, it, there's, you know, one of the, probably the biggest things that my wife and I argue over, I'm trying to think. This would be one of the, like probably the most, like we don't argue about many things. There's probably two things, me annoying her because I'm just a pain in the ass. And the next thing would be me getting annoyed at her for leaving her stuff around the house. Cause this clutter thing, like it's, it's so it make for me personally, it makes such a difference. Like just having a clear space, having a massive clear space, but I've got a, um, you're saying the declutter cause I, I have declutter sessions. It's almost like the spring cleaning thing. Yeah. So you're saying that it's almost like a daily declutter. Don't just do the big jobs once a year type thing. You want to be making sure that everything's decluttered. So, you know, your desk is clean and, uh, maybe you got, clothes on your washing line that hasn't been done so you're, you're saying more of a daily approach just keep it up keep it up as opposed to this one big job that you do once or twice a year yeah um, not letting it get so big that you don't want to do it because then it becomes heavy you know then it becomes this bigger task <clears throat> that you're like oh man i got to devote a couple hours to you know really giving it this this big clean but if we just make it a priority that before we start our day that we tidy up, you know, for five minutes, if we do that every single day, then it will never get super messy. And then we're always in that clean environment, that clean space. Um, and, and again, it's like, how can we make it easier? So one of the examples that, um, you know, Gretchen Rubin talks in her book is um, for like going through like mail and throwing out mail. So she just put like a trash can, a wastebasket near where that is. So it becomes really easy to just like throw out the stuff that she doesn't need anymore. Mm. And so it's like, again, these little things that, that you can create these habits, these, these, these helpful tools to make decluttering easy or make throwing out things easier. Um, but we need help, you know? And that's kind of where, where our habits and systems help us to not solely rely on willpower and memory because that is difficult to do. Mm, that's one of the biggest things I've got out of this actually is that don't rely on memory and make, if you're trying to form a habit, make it, uh, set yourself up for success in a way. Ultimately, that's what we're doing here, eh? We're making it as easy as possible to actually do it. Makes sense. It's so easy. Well, it, I mean, it's just so simple when you think about that. Yet that we just, we make it hard for ourselves. Like how hard yeah. is it just to drink water? How hard is it to keep things clear? How hard is it to, you know, practice gratitude, all these little things, but. Mm, and the opposite, the cool. opposite thing works as well in is making uh, things that are bad for us more difficult, you know? So maybe you've heard of like, putting cookies on like the super top shelf and like hidden and 
really hard to get or like putting in a, <laughs> you know, a lock on it or something where you got to like type a code just to get the cookies. You know, one thing I did one time, um, and I do it pretty consistently, um, is I put my TV in, in my closet. I just unplugged it and I carried it and I wow. put it in my closet. Yeah. That's, that is weird, but cool. <laughs> it's like imagine someone comes around and then they're like oh this dude doesn't got a tv and they for some reason some they just go through your your cupboards and like what's the tv doing in there <laughs> and your neighbors are like they watch you every night and they're like they see you pull out the tv from the cupboard <laughs> mate that's uh that is like so i i that's just so like it's so funny because You'd go, it's almost like with the TV thing, such a, you can, you can unplug it too. putting it in the closets, a more extreme method. Um, but like unplugging and plugging it again, that's like not that hard picking Mm. it up out of the closet and putting it on your TV stand is a lot more difficult. (laughs) And so, (laughs) you know, again, if you can make it hard, then, then I'm like, Mm. I want to watch TV right now. But then I'm like, Oh, well, I don't, do I have to get it out? Oh, you know what? Maybe I should just, um, you know, read instead, or maybe I should work out instead. And so we give us again, you're giving yourself the opportunity to make the better decision. Mm. You're giving your that you're, you're positioning yourself, um, to not be like, Oh, I'm just going to grab the remote and turn it on. And then you're like, you know, you're sucked in. That was so easy to just like hit the on button on the remote. You know, another thing is like taking the batteries out of the the controller, the remote. So it's like how extreme you want to go. Um, I went pretty extreme because I just like was struggling and really knew that TV was holding me back. And I wasn't like I was watching tons of TV, but it was enough that um, I just didn't want it to be um, part of my routine. And, you know, it kind of goes into one of the other things is I've I've identified myself as somebody who like watched TV, I felt that that was part of my identity. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I had to overcome. Like, well, why do I have to be just cause I have, I've always been this person that like people know me for, you know, like knowing movie references and TVs, but I'm not that same person. <laughs> and so I had to eliminate that identity from myself. And it's a similar thing of why I do affirmations. Cause another kind of example of that was, I always considered myself a non-reader. I struggled with reading my whole life. You know, I had to do summer school because to prepare for middle school, uh, which is like sixth grade, I'm going into sixth grade. So fifth into sixth grade, I had to go to summer school to like, you know, get better so that I could be more prepared. So I identified myself as somebody who wasn't a reader. Well, I started writing daily affirmations. I am a reader. I am a reader. And now I read for 30 minutes a day. My gosh, my old self would be like, that's a joke. No way. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. kidding? My, my, par- my grandparents in, in school, they used to bribe us. Like you got $5 for a book. Yeah, well, <laughs> I probably got like $5 over my entire education. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just didn't. I did whatever I could do to not read. If there was a movie, I'd watch the movie instead <laughs> of the book, you know, like, yeah. and it, it's just like, how can we shift our identity and realize like, 
what identity are we? I know, you know, the smoking analogy is a great one too, is like, if you write, like, instead of saying like, hey, I want to quit smoking, just say like, I am not a smoker. We need to shift the identity that we want to become and, and focus on that. Well, what does a non-smoker do? Well, they certainly don't smoke. And how can we create that? You know, the act of quitting means that you still are and you still do. Well, that's not serving you, you know? Mm. Can you um, help me out with something if you can? So when you're talking about the book reading thing, I mean, I'm the exact same. I've always grown up saying, I don't read books. I don't read books. No, nah, I don't read books. Like it's just too hard for me. I don't have the patience. I don't find it exciting. I don't find it hard to concentrate. I'll read a page and I'll have to read it 10 times because my mind wanders and all that thing. Um, last few months, all I did was I stopped watching. That was it. I stopped scrolling on Facebook at night. And then I... um started reading books instead. And I've read normally back in, back in the day, the old Luke was, you know, where he told himself that he couldn't read books. Very rarely would I get through a book, but if I did, you're talking like, you know, four or five months to read a book. Yeah. Um, I, I've done, I've done, I'm on about three and a half books in two months, I reckon like smashing. And I actually like reading books now. I like it. I'm like, I'm looking forward to reading and stuff like that, which is crazy. What was I going to ask? What was I going to ask? Oh, that's it. Mate, help me out with, if you can, which I know you can. Um, I, so I'm actually, I've started writing my own book. Yeah. It's like a thing where I, um, I've, I thought that, you know, one day I'm going to write a book. Yeah. I'm going to write a book when I made billions and conquered the world. But then I'm like recently going through this new journey that I'm going through, which is almost just basically thinking bigger, right? Um, I'm like, well, I can actually write a book now. Why, why do I have to wait until then? And that's basically half of what the book is about is to stop waiting for tomorrow. Now, I've, I've basically... I've, I have, uh, I've um, said that I'm writing the book. I've told Courtney, I've put it on Instagram. So I put it out in the world, which was a scary thing because I've committed to it. And once I say something, I do it. Yeah. So I'm like, I was scared to commit to it. What I'm struggling with at the moment is actually getting down and writing because this is not, this is another level to reading. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm not used to writing and writing and doing this type of thing. Help me out. How do I get into this, Nikki B? How do I form the habit of doing this? Gotcha. Absolutely. So what, what you need to focus on, and this is great for writers, is uh, not breaking the chain. And so basically what that means is you got to write every single day with no exceptions. Even if it's just 10 minutes a day, don't break the chain. Wow. Right. So... The other aspect of this too, in order to make sure that you don't break the chain is to, to have some physical calendar or something where you're writing like X on it that marks that you wrote that day. Right. And again, keeping it small, you know, to what we talked about, mm-hmm. like you have 10 minutes a day to write, like give yourself 10 minutes. That's it. And some days you may only write for 10 minutes and that's, that's perfectly fine. But other days you may write for 20, 30, but make sure that you're doing at least that 10 minutes. 
and never break the chain. But if you do, then just, you know, again, uh, don't do it twice. <laughs> don't do it for us. Just relink it up. Yeah. So my brain's saying right now, gee, every day, like this is what I had. Yeah. I had, um, I just did it yesterday. I finally started putting, um, where have I done it? I'm looking at my calendar. All right. So yesterday I actually go, that's it. I'm not going to just rely on me going, oh, well, I feel like it. Yeah. I'm actually putting time in my diary. So yesterday I put in time for Friday morning because like I was, what I was doing is I'm like, well, like once I finish my day, I'll write. <laughs> yeah. But we both know Nikki B that ain't going down. That ain't happening. <laughs> so I'm like, well, this is a, this is going to be a challenging task for me. So I'm going to do it in the morning. Yeah. First thing in the morning. So Friday morning and Saturday morning, I've got two sessions now. Now, when you said do it every day, my brain goes, oh, I don't want to do it every day. So should I, what's your thoughts? Should I do it every day or so should I, again, is there room to move around here? What do you reckon? So the thing is the whole philosophy behind like, don't break the chain is an important aspect because it allows you to build so much more momentum. And so the thing is, if you have nothing else to do on Saturday and Sunday except write for 10 minutes, does that seem that heavy for you? Like, come on, what are you doing? You can write for 10 minutes, right? <laughs> 10 minutes is nothing, yeah. Yeah, so it's just 10 minutes. So like the, the example that is used in um, better than before. And it's also used in an, one of the other habit books um, from Jerry Seinfeld. And he's the one that talks about this. Um, if you've ever seen the show Seinfeld and um, you know, he's a comedian. And, and so that was his philosophy was never break the chain. And he would write jokes every single day. And yeah, you know, okay. that's how he's been able to, to craft his skill to be so good because again, don't break the chain. And so it becomes once you've, if you've, if you've gone like 30 days without breaking the chain, you're like, oh man, well, I got to like keep this going. And I understand like there may be something that comes up. You don't, but again, don't let it happen twice. Don't, you know, if you don't do it one day, make sure that that next day you're right back on it. And so that's an important part of creating habits as well is like stumbling is okay. It's okay to stumble. And stumbling can actually help you to achieve success even quicker. But it's the falling that can kill you, you know? So don't let yourself just fall off. Just stumble, but get right back up, you know? And so, again, if you miss a day, all right, it's fine. But get back on. Don't let that stop you, you know? Sometimes people, when they, when they have these, like, cheat days, like, let's say you're doing you're doing health and you're like, oh, well, now I'm going to like, you know, take a weekend off. But then like Monday kind of like creeps up and you still don't like get back to the way that you were because you, you know, you cheated so much on that weekend. And then you, you keep some bad habits going because you remember that weekend that you had some chocolate and you're like, well, I want to eat some more chocolate, even though it's not the weekend yet. And so those, you know, those stumbles, those, those cheating can actually hurt you from continuous, you know, continually moving on. You know, and so I've always been a big believer in when you don't cheat, like amazing things happen. Now, again, you don't want your habits to be, um, you know, chains either. 
where it's like preventing you from doing something. You know, if you're like about to sit down to write and your wife's like, Hey, I want to go for, you know, a nice walk. You know, it's like, all right, well, don't, don't let your habits affect, you know, that's like the other side of it is, is where if you're so strict on your habits, does it, you know, impede you from living your life, you know? And so that's just something to always just like be aware of and, and, you know, self-reflect on. But understanding that the habits that we create, we're doing for a reason, you know, like you want to write this book, you want to change lives, you want to impact people, you know? So like 10 minutes a day is a lot easier than like, hey, tomorrow, write this 500 page book. You know, you're like, ugh, well, that's heavy, you know? Mm. So yeah. be like, all right, I can do, I mean, you can even make it smaller and make it five minutes a day. Now you're like, well, that's, come on. Like I can definitely do five minutes a day, mm-hmm. you know, even if it is the weekend, you know, maybe do it while you're making breakfast or something, you know, <laughs> it'd be great to have a, uh, what are they called? A scribe? Is it a scribe? Someone that like, when you just, I walk around, I was like, and I verbalize it and I just talk it and then I have someone writing down for me. That'll be good. <laughs> maybe, the, <laughs> maybe the future. I like the um, visual calendar thing. That's yeah, cool. Habit tracking. Habit mm-hmm. tracking. Yeah. Because like we like ticking things off, don't we? Well, I do anyway. Yeah. So what I actually have, um, my habit tracking is uh, I have a sleep app. It's called Sleep Cycle. Yeah. I actually, I got it when it was like free. I, you know, I guess it was still early on. Um, I don't know how much it costs now, but um, basically what it does is, you know, it, it measures your sleep pattern. So it allows me to track my sleep, which is a good thing because things that are tracked are more likely to know the quality. And I talked about how important sleep is. So when you understand, like, you know, you went, you didn't get as much sleep and your percentage is much lower then you're like, all right, well, I need to do better this next time. So I'm always trying to get like at least in the 80%. Sometimes I fall in the seventies, but like when I hit like 92, um, I've also gotten like a hundred, uh, a handful of times, like a beautiful thing. And you wake up, man, when you hit a hundred, you wake up and you're like, I can lift the house <laughs> over my head. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh. Um, but so what's cool about the app is it actually have what's called sleep notes. And so I actually have like all of the things that I want to do in the day marked as my sleep notes. So when I'm going to bed, I'm checking off all the things. So I'm like, did I read today? Yep. Did I meditate today? Yep. Did I eat healthy today? Yep. Did I not um, drink any water an hour before bed? Yep. Did I not uh, eat two hours before bed? Yep. Did I exercise? Yep. Did I run today? Yep. So it's like, I have all these things that are pinging off that I want to check off. Mm. And so when I don't check them off, then I feel incomplete. And so that's like kind of what you want to create with your habits where you almost feel incomplete. It's like similar. If you build up a habit where every time you brush your teeth, you floss, and then you do mouthwash. If you like brush your teeth and you just start to walk away, you're like, oh, what's going on? I need, I need to floss. Like your body is like, just like driving you to that force. And like, that's why habits, good habits can be so powerful because we almost feel uncomfortable not doing that habit that is so good for us. Yeah. And that's where once you get to that level, that's where the magic happens. Cause it's almost like you're, you know, you you've wired yourself to take the steps that you need to take. But, um, a lot of us are wired to take the steps that we shouldn't be taking. Yeah. So imagine it's the opposite where 
maybe, you know, going to the gym or working out or something like that. Maybe it might not, maybe it's cold. Yeah. Or it's like, you just can't be bothered today, but something pulls you to do it. Like that's where, when you're wired and doing that, like you, it's almost like you, you just can't fail. You just set up and you're wired for success. Yeah. Yeah. And how we can create those habits. Like, you know, one thing, like when I'm not feeling great, it's my instinct to work out. Cause I like know that that will make me feel better when I'm like, you know, we all have highs and lows. I'm not here going to tell you like, I'm super happy all the time. I will say I'm, I am happy like a lot of the time. And I believe it's because of the habits that I create and that, you know, I'm doing all of the things that I say I want to do and I'm, and I'm focusing on that. But, you know, when we can replace our bad habits with good habits in when we're not feeling great, that can be, you know, very impactful in, in what we do. And, um, you know, again, it's, it's how can we help ourselves? Cause decisions are hard, you know? When we wrestle with like, should we eat the French fries? Should we get the salad or the fries? You know, and that was something I always juggled with. It was like, sometimes I want fries, but a lot of times I wanted the salad, but then I wouldn't get the salad because I thought that my friends would judge me for getting the salad. But like, mm. if, if you plan and you say like, I'm going to get the salad, like then I'm going to get it. And so planning for like cheating is also a good thing, but don't let yourself decide in the moment to cheat like when you plan to cheat then now you're in control and that control is an important aspect so yeah. if you know like hey saturdays are set i'm gonna eat some ben and jerry's ice cream i don't know if you guys have that in australia but yeah, I got that, ben yeah. and jerry's crazy prices mate it's a, it's a oh it's, yeah it's delicious but it's intense prices yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 high for here too you know yeah um but it is so good. And so like, if we know that we're setting that time, like Thanksgiving, for example, like, uh, this is an example that, um, Gretchen Rubin uses in her book is like, she planned, she's like, I'm going to have stuffing on Thanksgiving. That's like a staple of Thanksgiving. Um, and so she, but she was in control and making that decision versus being in the moment and then making that bad decision. And now you feel bad about it because you let yourself indulge where if you just plan to indulge, and allow yourself to have that, then you don't feel the guilt that comes with it. Yeah. Man, so cool. We could talk about this for hours and hours. Mate, I've got some awesome notes. I'm sure everyone listening to this has also taken away heaps of notes. Um, well, let's, let's wrap this thing up. And, um, mate, I'm going to throw you a massive curveball and ask you what's uh, one thing you want to leave this on, yeah, which is an unbelievable question. And then where do we find you? Have you ever awesome. been asked these questions before? What do you want, anything that you want to finish on and leave on and where can they find you where can Love the people it. find you <laughs> yeah so i'll start with that i'll start with where you can find me um i hang out a lot on uh instagram and facebook nick j and then bonnie b-o-n-i it's the first four letters of my last name um and so that's the best place and my my company's called digital champions the digitalchamps.com but here's where I, where i want to want to leave you is that Growing sucks and it's not an easy thing, but growing is the most important thing. And we need to grow. We cannot be stuck doing the same things. We need to keep shaping our mind and growing ourselves. 
you know, if you put a shark in a small tank, it will not outgrow its environment. So we need to put ourselves in situations that are going to constantly force us to evolve and grow because that is where the magic happens. My, my podcast show, my trademark line that I always say is let's grow together because you don't have to do this alone. Growing does suck, but if you have people that are willing to be there with you, then there's so much more that we can do together. Mate, I'm ready to tackle the day. I'm already seven, well, it's 8.30, 8.45 here in Australia in the morning and tell you what, I'm just, look out Wednesday. <laughs> Nikki B, mate, thank you so much for coming on. Really informative stuff. It's, uh, it's uh, our second podcast together and uh, it's always fun, man. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.